It is a special Feedback Friday. We share your comments and questions about former LA Kings forward Dustin Brown on the eve of his jersey retirement and statue ceremony. And I'll tell you why he is the greatest LA King of all time. That's next on this edition of Locked On LA Kings. You are Locked On Kings, your daily podcast on the Los Angeles Kings. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Kings fans, welcome to Locked on LA Kings, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for making Locked on LA Kings your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube. Please like and subscribe if you are enjoying this content. My name is Eddie Garcia. I'm your host of Locked on LA Kings. I've worked in sports media for the past 30 years, the past 20 plus years at the Fox Sports Radio Network. I'm also co-host of the Puck Podcast, a weekly NHL review show that's been putting out content for the past 16 years and a passionate LA Kings fan the past 30 years. This episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On today to get started. It is a Feedback Friday, but unlike one that we've done before, on the eve of the celebration of the career of Dustin Brown, we are only talking about number 23 with your questions and your comments. And before we get into those, uh, Dustin Brown will be the seventh L.A. King to have his jersey number retired, joining the number 30 of Rogi Vachon, the number 16 of Marcel Dion, the number 18 of Dave Taylor, the number 99 of Wayne Gretzky, and the number 20 of Luke Robitaille. Number 23 will be raised to the Raptors on Saturday, and it means I'm going to need a new pin for my, my pin set. Uh, the festivities will get underway at uh, 6 p.m., don't forget, uh, the game time is 7.30 against the Pittsburgh Penguins. But uh, again, all the all-star, all-star, all of the Dustin Brown uh, festivities begin at 6 p.m., whether you're watching on TV or you're there in person. So get there early because you don't want to miss out on anything. I've said I think Dustin Brown is the greatest L.A. King of all time. To be clear, I am not saying Dustin Brown was the greatest player ever to wear a King's jersey. But I think he's the greatest L.A. King, which I freely admit is a very subjective thing. To me, the greatest player for an organization has to play his entire career with that team. Uh, the Kings drafted Dustin Brown in the first round, 13th overall back in 2003. He went on to play every one of his 1,296 games in a Kings uniform, making him the franchise's all-time leader in games played. He is currently uh, one of the in the top 10 in the Kings and all the major statistical categories, uh, sixth in goals with 325, eighth in assists with 387, and seventh in points with 702. And whether you think Brownie was the greatest LA King or not, there's little doubt he was the greatest hitter in Kings history because he was one of the greatest hitters in NHL history. As a matter of fact, he led the NHL in career hits until earlier this year when he was passed by the Islanders' Cal Clutterbuck. Brown could score, set up teammates, hit, and he was a leader. He was captain of the Kings for eight seasons, of course, captain of both their Stanley Cup winning teams and is the only American to captain multiple Stanley Cup teams. For his play on the ice, his longevity with the Kings, his leadership, his physical play, his unselfishness and his durability, for the way he represented the team on and off the ice, number 23, Dustin Brown, to me, is the greatest L.A. King. But what do you think about Dustin Brown? Without further ado, let's get to your emails and then later on your YouTube comments. Our first email comes from Luke 
from Los Angeles. And uh, this is Luke that was named after Luke Robitaille, which I still think is so awesome. Uh, but Luke says, hey, Eddie, just want to share my favorite brownie memory with you in honor of his special night. I was in attendance for the April 5th game in 2018 against the Minnesota Wild. He went on an absolute tear in that game. Four goals, including the game winner in overtime. My first time seeing a McFlurry Minute goal in person. This was also uh, the first hat trick uh, that I saw in person. Uh, he said, easily one of the most fun and memorable, ga memorable games I've ever been to. I will be in attendance Saturday, and I hope the Kings can secure a big win on that night. Dustin Brown is a legend, the first King to lift the Stanley Cup. I cannot wait for the ceremony. Keep up the great work, and go Kings go. That is, uh, Luke, quite a uh, memorable game uh, for the uh, for Dustin Brown and for you personally. Uh, that four-goal four game by Brownie, by the way, the last time an L.A. King scored four goals in a game, uh, it's tied for the most goals scored in a game in Kings history. No L.A. King has ever had a five-goal game. Andre Kopitar has a four-goal game, the only other active Kings player, uh, the only active Kings player, I should say, with a four-goal game, uh, at least in a Kings uniform. Um, Marcel Dion, by the way, did it three times and leads the franchise. But, yeah, great game by Dustin Brown. Great, great memory for you, Luke. And I hope you have another great memory when you go and see the ceremony on Saturday. Our next email comes from Joey. He's in Chico, California. He says, I've been a Kings fan since 2012, and I'd say most of the credit goes to number 23. I was 14 years old in 2012 during the Kings Stanley Cup run. Growing up in Northern California, I had no friends or family that were hockey fans, so my hockey fandom took hold a little bit later than most, and I hadn't found a team to love at that point, but that run changed everything for me. Watching an eight-seed underdog team completely dominate every team that stood in their way got my attention, but seeing them captained by another American that was as exciting to watch uh, convinced me that they were the team for me, and I have been a fan ever since. His physical style of play, his goal-scoring ability, his hockey IQ, his leadership, and his availability through the years always amazed me, and there's no one more deserving to have their number retired. So I would definitely agree with you in saying he's the best Los Angeles King of all time. Thanks for making my work days go a little bit faster and keep doing what you're doing. Go Kings, go! And that was Luke. Or excuse me, I'm sorry. That was Joey. That was Joey in Chico. California. Joey, thanks for the email. Um, it sounds like Dustin Brown for you was what Green, Wayne Gretzky was for me. Um, back in the early 90s, um, I got interested in the Kings. Wayne Gretzky was a big reason why. And then when they went on their Stanley Cup run uh, back in 92, um, that sold me as a Kings fan for life. So it's cool to see that uh, Dustin Brown was for you what Wayne Gretzky was for me back in the day. Our next email comes from Abraham, and he does not list where he is from. And so that means I get to make it up. I'm going to say Abraham is in Hawaiian Gardens. Uh, Abraham says, Dustin Brown was an amazing player. I loved his game from the first time he stepped out on the ice for the Kings. He was an old school power forward who played uh, a tough, gritty brand of hockey to go along with an offensive skill and incredible defensive IQ. His devastating highlight hits were what gave the Kings Stanley Cup teams their identity and personified in one man the West Coast bruising style of hockey the Pacific Division was known for in, it, in his prime. Coyotes fans may call him dirty, but he was just a great hard hitter. I had the honor of meeting him when he was the special guest at an opening of the Westfield Topanga Mall Microsoft store. Uh, he played Xbox with my son and spoke a little and took some pictures. He was a consummate professional and a gentleman. It hurt my heart to see his last game be such a lackluster loss for the team after they battled a championship contender to seven games. I hope we get to see him around the Kings organization in some capacity in the tradition of the greats who came before him. That would be a treasure. I'm watching the star, watching the stars as a kid. Luke Robitaille and Rob Blake now run the team and building a, a team long-term that Kings fans can be proud of. I love Brownie. Uh, he's the real reason that LeBron and Anthony Davis can't wear the number 23 in, in Los Angeles. 
I think LeBron does wear number 23, does he not? Uh, maybe he's making a joke there. Sorry, it went over my head. Uh, thank you, Abraham. Um, I met Dustin Brown a couple of times, and uh, like like a lot of hockey players, um, but I think even more so for Dustin Brown. Uh, very nice, very unassuming, very down-to-earth, almost uh, seemed embarrassed that he was being treated as some kind of a celebrity. But uh, I think with Dustin Brown, certainly, if you ever had a chance to meet him in person, what you see is what you get. Very authentic, very genuine, very down to earth, very much a, a quote unquote normal guy. Um, if you ever got a chance to meet him, and I did a couple of times. Uh, this is from Rich in San Pedro, which is where I'm from, uh, where I live anyway. Uh, he says, I saw this brownie kid come up and make a name for himself in the lineup. I remember him in his early years when he was destroying opponent uh, up opponent players on the ice and all for a good cause, the Kaboom Foundation. Of course, everyone here will remember the two Stanley Cup lifting moments or the Sedin hit. Uh, these are moments I remember as a fan, but I also have a favorite moment as a hockey dad instead of a fanboy. My son played a season in the Mites League at Toyota Sports Performance Center. My son was on the silver team, and his team would play against the yellow team, which consisted of the kids of Kyle Clifford, Ryan Miller, Matt Green, and Dustin Brown's daughter, McKenzie. One day, my kid was on a breakaway and ran over Dustin's daughter and left her down behind him for a few seconds. I was standing on the glass next to DB and I was panicking. I pretended I didn't know that kid. I was waiting for Brown to look around and ask, who's this 73 kid belong to? Luckily, he never, it never happened. But standing next to those guys as a hockey dad made me think that these guys are just normal people, just like me, at least for about an hour. And that was my, one of my favorite uh, Dustin Brown moments. Uh, that was the day I did not get kaboomed by Dustin Brown. Uh, but let's not forget the time DB was on The Price is Right with Armstrong, Calder, and Gauthier. Or who could forget the time that Dustin Brown was on stage dancing with Yo Gabba Gabba characters? Brownie was a great player and an awesome teammate. I think he deserves all the recognition he's getting. Uh, too bad not everyone feels the same way around the league. Uh, he was always one of the players that was on the hated list unless he was on your team. Can't wait till Saturday. Thanks, Eddie. And go Kings go. Yeah, he was kind of one of those players. Um, Rich, but I think unjustly so, frankly. Um, and we'll get more into that in a minute. But um, I've always really railed against the idea that Dustin Brown was any kind of a dirty player. I mean, I, I know I've always said I, I try to be open-minded. I try to be fair. I try to not see things as a Kings fan. That's obviously impossible to a degree. But I really, really, really think that the whole Dustin Brown dirty player thing was so overblown. I, I really don't see that at all. We will have more Dustin Brown memories and comments in just a moment, but I do need to remind you that today's episode of Locked on LA Kings is brought to you by FanDuel. Yeah, this is the only app you will need for your Super Bowl party. FanDuel, the number one sports book in America. We are really excited about our new sports betting partner for Locked on because they are the number one sports book in America, FanDuel. And if you're new to FanDuel, that's even better. They have so many great features to make betting on sports fun and easy. Download FanDuel now so you can bet on Super Bowl 57 with a no-sweat first bet. You'll get up to $3,000 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. FanDuel lets you bet on everything from the money line to point spreads and who will score the first touchdown in the Super Bowl. The FanDuel Sportsbook app is safe, secure, and super easy to use. Best of all, you can get paid your winnings instantly. So join FanDuel today at FanDuel.com slash on. To claim your no sweat first bet for Super Bowl 57. That's fanduel.com slash locked on. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. We continue with your emails and comments about Dustin Brown and his career. And our next email comes from John in Long Beach. 
He says, I love the interview with the random Kings fan, Steve. And by the way, there's a movement on social media for Steve to change his name to random Kings fan. That did not, I did not mean that in any slight in any way. I hope it wasn't taken that way. I hope it was a funny thing. I think it was. Uh, John continues. Uh, Steve was talking about Dustin Brown being labeled as a dirty player and how ridiculous that was. And I was saying, yes, yes, yes. Listening in my car, Dustin Brown was not a dirty player in any way. I get that he had a few spotlight hits in the playoffs, Canucks, Coyotes, but come on, Brownie was a hard player and a tough player, but like Steve said, he was an honest player. I was so glad to hear Steve say that, and it was something I was going to send you an email about. By the way, how will you be picking your next fan interview? Where can I send my resume? Actually, check that. I probably wouldn't be as good as Steve, so keep up the great work, and go Kings go. Um yeah, I don't. I, it seems like um, the feedback that I got on that um, random fan episode um, with Steve um, was positive. Uh, people seem to like it a lot, which I'm really happy about because you never know when you have an idea if, if it's going to go over well or not. So, will we do something like that in the future? Absolutely. How will I pick the fan? I don't know. I, I think it's going to be something that's organic, like it was with Steve. I just happened to see his tweets and thought, oh, this guy sounds like he knows what he's talking about. Um, so where that comes from, I don't know if, if John, if you want to send me your resume, uh, I, I think you were joking, but if anybody wants to send their resume, sure. Uh, you can email it to me. I'm not, I can't guarantee you that's, uh, gonna, you know, be how I choose a, a, the next fan. I, I think it'll probably be something for kind of special things that are going on. Maybe right before the trade deadline, maybe right before the draft, maybe right before a King's playoff run, maybe right before the season starts. Something like that, I think maybe we'll try and find um, a fan out there who maybe stands out a little bit to to have us join us on the show. So I'm glad it seems like most people enjoyed the interview the, with Steve, the random Kings fan. <clears throat> Excuse me. Our next email comes from Sean in Echo Park. He says, I asked this one on the LA Kings Facebook page, so I figured I'd ask you, who in your mind belongs on the Los Angeles Kings Mount Rushmore and why? Doesn't have to be exclusive to players. And then uh, Sean goes on to list his Mount Rushmore. I'm sure you understand that reference. That is a a stapled kind of cliched uh, sports talk radio question. When something comes up, who's your who's on your Mount Rushmore of blank? When maybe some when Tom Brady retired the other day, you know, I'm sure somebody out there was like, who's on your Mount Rushmore of all time great quarterbacks? You know, that kind of thing. So that's what uh, uh, Sean is is asking here, and it's actually it's pretty tough. Uh, but he gives his his four, his Mount Rushmore. He says, uh, Dustin Brown as the first captain to raise the cup. Jonathan Quick as probably the most important L.A. King in the success of the franchise. Dave Taylor as a Hall of Famer and drafting three-fourths of the core four. Uh, Bob Miller because he was the best in the biz. Love the show. Keep up the great work. Uh, it, yeah, it's a tough one. And especially if you say it's not exclusive to players because it's hard to keep Bob Miller. Uh, off that list. Love Bob Miller. Um, but I'm going to give you my four and uh, it's tough. Uh, obviously, I think Dustin Brown's the greatest king of all time, so he's got to be up there. And I think Jonathan Quick is the greatest goalie in King's history, so he's got to be up there. I think when it's all said and done, Andre Kopitar might be the greatest king of all time, eclipsing Dustin Brown. Uh, so he's got to be on there. That fourth one is such a tough call for me. Um, it could be Gretzky for the impact he had with the LA Kings and and getting them kind of on the map locally, especially Dave Taylor was a great LA King played his whole career in LA, you know, a borderline hall of famer uh, became the GM of the Kings later. Um, you know, Rob Blake, obviously for his play with the Kings and now being the GM of the team. Um, 
gosh, there's there's a lot of great names. Uh, certainly, Marcel Dion is getting screwed by me in, in all of this because I never saw him play. I wish I I did. He probably deserves to be on there, to be honest. If I, if, but I, it's hard to put somebody on there when you didn't see him play. But he probably deserves to be on there. But I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with Luke Robitaille. Uh, for many years, uh, the all-time greatest scoring left winger in King in France in NHL history before Alexander Ovechkin passed him up. Um, Luke, obviously, what he's done on and off the ice with the Kings now being. Uh, you know, president of the organization and all that. So that's a tough call. Um, that's a real tough call. But I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Luke. But that's my four. I'm gonna go Brown, Quick, Kopitar, and Luke. That was funny. Uh, our next email comes from Brody. He's in Santa Monica. He says, "I love Dustin Brown and look forward to seeing all the fun on Saturday. He's one of the greatest Kings of all time, no doubt. But he is not a Hall of Famer. But it's possible he might get in. All the halls of fame, in my opinion, have become too inclusive." The Hall of Fame should be for the best of the best. If you have to debate it, that person's not a Hall of Famer. Uh, so that's Brody uh, giving his thoughts on the Hall of Fame. And you know what? I tend to agree with you. I, I, I get that these Halls of Fames are actually businesses and they want people to come visit the Hall of Fame. So they kind of want to make it more inclusive. They don't want to have, you know, every year they want somebody to go in the Hall of Fame. So you can have somebody new to come and see, right? And And that's kind of the business reality of it. Um, and I think there is kind of pressure to get like a certain number of, of people in every year. Now it's been expanded where they have the builders and they have the, now they're including female hockey players and international players as well. Um, but I, I tend to agree with, with Brody on this one. If you have to debate it, if you if, if your first impression of a player is, mm, I think maybe I'm not sure then these, he shouldn't be a hall of famer because the hall of fame, I believe as well should be for the elite of the elite dustin brown dave taylor those guys had phenomenal careers but they were never the elite of the elite at their position when they played i and i look i saw the end of dave, dave taylor's career so you, if, if somebody wants to debate me on that that could be legitimate but I, I think like i said you know look just look at today's players Connor mcdavid yes he's going to be hall of famer uh obviously ovechkin and crosby surefire hall of famers if you if you don't have to think about it those guys are hall of famers if you have to think like hmm, i'm not sure about that guy let me go check the stats and blah 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 blah. to me and i know that's not the case that's not the way it is and it's not going to change to me it should be the elite of the elite of the elite in the hall of fame but it's it's there are definitely some guys in the hall of fame who were very very good but maybe not great so i think dustin brown and dave taylor fit into that category Again, phenomenal careers, great, great players, certainly Hall of Fame Kings players. But as far as the Hockey Hall of Fame, I would I would say no. But maybe there is there's more of a debate there than I realize. Uh, we're going to have more Dustin Brown comments and questions in a moment. We're going to check some uh, YouTube comments as well. But first, I want to invite you to check out Locked On NHL Prospects, your daily podcast covering the next generation of hockey superstars leading up to the NHL draft, plus NHL draft rankings and top prospect comparisons for every team. That is Locked on NHL Prospects, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. We've got one more email to read. Uh, this from comes from Susan, and she is in Parts Unknown, so that means I get to make it up. I'm going to say Susan is from Tarzana. Uh, and she says, I really appreciate your show, and I like how your show seems to be for all kinds of Kings fans. I doubt I have the knowledge of most of your fans, but I still love the show, and I feel like I am learning more and more about the team and even more about the team's history. And I might not know that I might not know about. I've always wanted to ask this, but didn't want to feel stupid. But why did Dustin Brown get the captaincy taken from him? I have never really heard the real reason. 
I never understood it, but maybe there is something I don't know about. Can you provide any insight into this and maybe what your opinion was on it? Thank you very much. And that was from Susan. And Susan, thank you for taking the time. Um, well, what I think about it is it was a mistake. Um, I, and I admit I'm a huge Dustin Brown fan, so um, I never agreed with that decision. Um, from what I recall of, of what happened was Dustin Brown was having um, a, a, a down year. Uh, there was talk about him maybe being traded. And I, I think Dean Lombardi, the GM, and the head coach, Daryl Sutter, uh, were kind of behind this from what I understand. I think their heart was in the right place, but I still think sometimes when you you have your heart, your heart can be in the right place and you can still make a mistake. And I, I think that's what where this was. I think they felt that maybe they could get more production out of Dustin Brown, get him, get him kind of going offensively because he was having some some down moments. If they took some of the burden and responsibility off his shoulders of being captain, um, I think that hurt Dustin Brown deeply. Um, I'm actually curious to see if during his speech, if he makes any mention of that at all, because it's his chance to give his opinion and his voice to his career. And that is, you know, in the, in the book of Dustin Brown, there's a chapter on that. So, um, I'll be curious to see if he just touches on it in any way. Um, but there's no doubt that hurt Dustin Brown. There's no doubt he was angry about it. Uh, don't blame him. I don't think he did anything to deserve that. I think while he wasn't one of those people who I think some people, I think some people think a captain has to be very outspoken and boisterous and in the spotlight and all that kind of stuff. But I don't think that has anything to do with your leadership. And I think that being the captain of the Kings was really important to Dustin Brown. And when that was taken away from him, um, like I said, I think that really hurt him. And that's unfortunate. The, one of the great things though about Dustin Brown was the way he handled that whole situation and his friendship with Andre Kopitar was a big reason why there was a smooth transition and there was no, you know, split in the locker room or whatever. It just, it took place. Dustin Brown made it known. He didn't, he was he didn't agree with it, but he went on like a professional, like he, he always did. So there was no controversy around it, Susan, as far as why he got the C stripped, he didn't do anything wrong. The Kings just, I think felt maybe that this would help Dustin Brown. Um, and, you know, giving it to Andre Kopitar, maybe a little bit more of a star player. Um, I don't know if that played into it all, but that, that's the, that's the reason why he was uh, stripped of the C, and it was the wrong reason, in my opinion. Uh, let's check out some comments from uh, the YouTube episodes this week that re uh, re uh, were in relation to Dustin Brown. Uh, our first one comes from Frank. He's in Rancho's Palace Verdes. He says, as far as Hall of Fame goes for Dustin Brown, I don't know, especially when you consider that another King great, Dave Taylor, is still waiting for the call. Similarly, in categories, captain, one team, etc., Taylor was a way better scoring power forward and Brown has two cups. That being said, I would give the nod to Dave Taylor way before Dustin Brown. Great show as usual. Take care. That was Frank in RPV. And yeah, like I said, I think there's an argument to be made for Dave Taylor. And we we had it mentioned earlier um, in the earlier email, talked about um, Dave Taylor being in the Hall of Fame. He Yeah, he in fact is not in the Hall of Fame. Dave Taylor's not a Hall of Famer, but, like, but there are definitely people in the Kings organization that feel he should be. Um, and if you look at his numbers, when he retired, they were favorable as far as him being a Hall of Famer. At this point, he's been passed up a lot now by other players, and so his numbers now don't look as good as they did then. But yeah, there is there is a debate about Dave Taylor being a Hall of Famer for sure. And Frank says he thinks that Dave Taylor is the greatest king in King's history. I think there's a reasonable debate on that. Uh, this is from Dave Young. He says, Eddie, good job. I love Dustin Brown. I still remember the night he scored, I think, two or three goals, and he maybe even teared up a bit. 
because it was just before the trade deadline and he was talked about being traded. And I could see how much he loved being a king and wanting to remain one. And I, you don't see that a lot in players reacting that way towards their team, um, the way Dustin Brown did. And the Kings went on to win the Stanley Cup. Uh, he says, "Go Kings, go!" Yeah, I, I, I think that was, I think that was a game against the Blackhawks, uh, and it was right before the trade deadline. And there were a lot of rumors about Dustin Brown being traded, and uh, they ended up not trading him. Thank goodness. And guess what? The Kings went on to win the Stanley Cup that year. Uh, uh, Fred Taylor checks in. He says, I'll, "I'll never forget Brownie's hit on one of the Sedin twins in the playoffs in Vancouver." Short and sweet. Um, yeah, Brownie had two famous hits in playoff games, one against the Coyotes, but the one of the most famous ones was in 2012, Game 3 against the President's Trophy winning Vancouver Canucks. Big hit on um, Henrik Sedin right in front of the Canucks bench. And when you look back at that season and, and players and people talking about it, they cite that as one of the big moments in the Kings' first Stanley Cup run. Uh, so, yes, that is one of... Dustin Brown's signature moments. It'll be on the highlight reel for sure. Probably a number of times when they play uh, the highlight reel for Dustin Brown before they retire his number. And by the way, uh, a lot of Canucks fans think Dustin Brown's dirty player. Henrik Sedin was on record as saying that that was a clean hit. So end of discussion. Uh, our final comment comes from the big Lebowski loved your movie. Uh, I, by the way, I've always heard I'm not from San Pedro, but I've lived here for a few years now. And, um, I've always heard that there were parts of the Big Lebowski that were filmed in San Pedro. I think the scene where they spread Donnie's ashes was at uh, Sunken City here in San Pedro. At least that's what I've heard. Uh, anyway, uh, the Big Lebowski says, greatest king of all time has to be Kopitar. Guy does everything you can ask of him offensively and defensively. No Kopitar, no cups. So the Big Lebowski is throwing his hat behind Kopi. And um, kind of a spoiler alert, I say Dustin Brown's the greatest king right now. But I think when it's all said and done, it's going to be Andre Kopitar because I think he will have played his entire career in a Kings uniform. He'll be part of two Stanley Cup winners, and he will have the numbers that Dustin Brown does not have. So I'm saying that that's my prediction uh, going forward. So I would actually agree with uh, the dude. Uh, thank you to everyone who took the time to email or comment. It wouldn't have been, uh, obviously, wouldn't have been able to do this show without you guys taking time to share your thoughts. So thank you very much. Great stuff. I really appreciate all of your comments. We're all excited about a big night for Dustin Brown, and we're all excited for the Kings to finally get the second half of the season underway. Uh, we've heard a lot about the Kings being off this extra week, and I mean, after the All Star break, and how that would give other teams a chance to, you know, either separate from the Kings or gain ground on the Kings in the Pacific Division. So here is the Pacific Division standings. This is what it looks like going into the weekend. The Kings have slipped out of the top three in the Pacific. They're currently the number one wild card team in the West. Vegas is back on top of the standings with 66 points. Seattle is second with 63. Edmonton also 63, but they've got the three spots. Seattle the two spot because Seattle has a game in hand on the Oilers and one fewer regulation loss. And Edmonton's in third. The Kings are in fourth. They also have 63 points like Seattle and like Edmonton. Uh, the Oilers still have uh, a game in hand as do the Kraken. And uh, they also have, the Oilers have one more regulation win than the Kings. So the Kings right now are in the fourth spot, the number one wildcard team. So obviously it is very, very tight. You can go from second to fourth or vice versa on a nightly basis in the Pacific. So every game here on out is important for the LA Kings. I think that's also part of the reason why the Jonathan Quick situation is under the microscope. But again, every night, a big game for the Kings, and that starts on Saturday against the Penguins. And we close out with some good news for the Kings on the injury front. Kings forwards Arthur Kaliev and Trevor Moore back on the ice at practice on Thursday. 
Moore was in a non-contact red jersey Thursday, but not today, which is a good sign. According to LA Kings insider and friend of the show, Zach Dooley, head coach Todd McClellan said that Kaliev will be ready to go on Saturday. Moore is really close and could play on Saturday. Gabe Velarde and Carl Grunstrom still out, out um, but they are skating, not with a the team. They're skating on their own, but it looks like progress for the four injured LA Kings. So again, it looks like Arthur Kaliev will be a go on Saturday, which is great news, especially for the Kings' second power play unit. And um, we could see Trevor Moore as well. So the Kings getting healthy uh, at the right time. Hey, looking forward to the big night on Saturday. Looking forward to Dustin Brown getting his much-deserved honor and looking forward to a Kings win. We'll talk about it all coming up on Monday's show. If you would like to give us uh, an email, if you'd like to send us an email, the email address, as always, is LockedOnEddie at gmail.com, E-D-D-I-E, LockedOnEddie at gmail.com. We are on Twitter, at LockedOnLAKings, on Instagram, at LockedOnLAKings. I am Eddie Garcia. Thank you so much for listening and watching Locked on LA Kings. Have a great weekend, and as always, go Kings go.